That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Diagra Moon Losing my opinion uh, So did you hear any Boston on the radio this week? Any journey? I'm not listening to a ton of radio at the gym, days. no, no. At the gym, I've I've told you this before. At the gym, they are obsessed with Guns, Guns and Roses. Roses. I do not know why. I don't think it's good workout music for anybody. I don't know. They play that song "Civil War" like constantly. It's tough. And "Sweet Child of Mine," like that, just doesn't make any sense for anyone to work out to. It's like uh, I'm not going to side with you on that. But people are screaming at their iPhones asking when you're just going to go ahead and do a Guns N' Roses episode. You keep bringing these guys up. I don't want to listen to them any more than I already you have to. You want to dwell on them. You want to live inside their world. I didn't totally weeks. dislike them. I'm already inside their world. The world has Their world has come to me. They've come to my doorstep. I didn't always dislike them to the amount that I do now. It was just like, you know... They're so inescapable. It's just talk about like bands that are overplayed, like overexposed, yeah, overexposed, yeah. Uh, how you been this week? Otherwise, you uh, playing out? Yeah, when this comes out, I'll have played on June sixth, <laughs> but I can't promote something that has already happened. You got some other gigs coming up soon, right? I do, I do. I have some some other gigs coming up later in the summer, uh, New York. I have a gig on the fifteenth. At Racebrook Lodge in Sheffield, Massachusetts, in your, your home state. That is true. Yeah. Do you want to come out to the woods? Come on and come on, hang out in the... Is it Berkshires or Berkshires? Oh, man, you're not from here. Berkshires. Berkshires. Okay. Yes. Berkshires, I will give you like that a... every town and region in Massachusetts is impossible to spell or pronounce. Okay. That is absolutely a fact. Yeah, Berkshire would be like Lord of the Rings type. Berkshire. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So uh, I'm also playing a show. Hello. Oh, wow. Niagara Moon. We are performing at Anna Bandera Chocolates, the Chocolate Cafe, uh, Main Street, Northampton, Mass. Uh, we're playing Anna Bandera on Friday, June 30th, uh, 6.30 to 8.30. Huimin and I will be harmonizing over some tunes. I'll be lovingly uh, playing my uh, portable keyboard. So. And you'll be dipped in chocolate for that show, right? I will. Like Nickelodeon style? It's part of their stipulations, <laughs> just, yeah. That's the venue rules. drizzle chocolate on your keyboard and forehead. It's a real Augustus Gloop situation over there. Do you have a set list that is like geared towards people enjoying uh, chocolate? Ooh, well, chocolate-themed episode. Again, this is a different episode that's going to have to happen right. sometime. Chocolate-themed music. Yeah. <laughs> Candy in general. Yeah. I'll be doing some Aaron Carter, don't worry. Oh, great. Well, enough uh, smacking our gums here. This is Gross. Losing My Opinion. Mm-hmm. I am carefully crafted indie musician Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas. I am wildly unkempt indie artist uh, Thin Lear, a.k.a. Matt. Yeah, when was the last time you trimmed that beard? It's been a while. It's been a while. And I got that, you know, I got a show in a few days. I need to I need to look my best. And I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling like I look my best right now. So, yeah. And uh, here on this old podcast, we like to surprise each other. You never know what's going to happen. We're both music aficionados, lovers of music, players of music, and uh, we always have points to make, topics we want to explore, but the other person has no idea what to expect. We're going in blind. Uh, This week in particular, we're kind of flying by the seat (laughs) of our pants, I would say. We had some last-minute changes uh, and in fact, I am going uh, first, I hear. I'm kicking this episode this off. Is the, this is the first time I think this is... No, no, you know what? You go first when we have guests. For guests, yeah. Not yeah, when it's not just us Not the two of us, though. Is it going to throw you off, though? Like, I'll be all right. Feel... I'll, I'll make do. Okay. And we have been... Somebody said to me recently, like, you guys have been disagreeing about pretty much everything that <laughs> you bring to the table. I don't remember the last time we actually agreed on something. So that we, actually what we wanted the podcast... To be, it has turned into that. Yeah, because at the beginning, it was just, you could have swapped our voices and opinions. It would have indistinguishable. Right. Yeah. First 15 episodes, yeah. Just two dudes agreeing with each other, which is, you know, who wants to listen to that? Well, today I'm not bringing forth an argument, really. 
So I don't, this, that might not happen this week. This is an exploration, an experiment, dare I say. Uh, I think it's time to get out the lab coats and goggles again. Oh, man. It was the last time we broke out the lab coats and goggles. I think it was for Ted Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> I have That's no... That's when we got s- splashed with shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It's it's hard to top that. I, I don't know how... That was uh, bad. I don't know how disagreeable uh, the music today might be. I will kick things off by saying this is definitely inspired by your foray uh, into talking new metal. This oh, is, boy. This uh, is definitely a conversation in that vein. Uh, we're not talking about new metal today, but I, I wonder if there's uh, a parallel to be drawn. A parable about <laughs> new metal. <laughs> so, you're a little older than I. Mm-hmm. By the time I was in middle school, nobody was talking about new metal, listening to new metal. Linkin Park a little bit here and there maybe, but that was not what was going on. What was going on, big time, this seems just totally culturally ubiquitous, was emo. Mm. Do you recall emo? Do I recall emo? I grew up on Long Island. This, that, was, that was like emo at ground zero, you know, uh, brand new and taking back Sunday and all that stuff. That was happening like right in Nassau County. So were you one of the emos? No. No, I was never into it. I think there are bands in that genre that are, oh God, there are bands in that genre that are way better than others. But uh, yeah, by and large, I was not like an emo. I was never a scene kid, certainly. A scene kid. Yeah. And now we're all just scene adults. I, I, now I'm a scene adult. Yeah. An unseen <laughs> adult. <laughs> I'm going to start off by saying I've never heard a second of emo music, emo bands. I, I am going in totally blind. I know nothing. Really? I mean, maybe if we start playing one of these songs, something, a, a core memory will, will trigger in the back of my head. But okay. I had no exposure. I had plenty of exposure to the album covers, the t-shirts, the, the merch, the look. Mm. It was 2005, 2006. People were going nuts with the emo stuff, with the hair, the swoopy black hair, the yeah. eyeliner, the black clothes. It was yeah. it was the thing. It, to me, it seemed like the predominant trend going on in, in fashion and, and culture, music culture. Uh, I was busy listening to Joni Mitchell, and I think this is around my Electric <laughs> Miles period or whatever. So I missed out. But I've always been mm-hmm. curious. I've I I don't know what what all the fuss is about. I I don't know what this music is. You're not gonna like it. You are not gonna like this. No. Uh, I mean, it was huge. Before that, I think long before that, before 2004, 2005, I mean, it definitely hit the mainstream or was in the mainstream at that point. But I don't know, maybe because I was on Long Island, it was, I had like direct access to the, to the main line. But uh, yeah, I'm all, my entire high school experience was just like pure emo stuff. I, and, and again, like, you know, just like with the new metal thing, like there are bands like the Corns of the, uh, yeah. of the emo scene that sort of, were able to transcend it, but I can't say how many, but, but I will say emo is thoroughly back in the public consciousness. Like if you go on TikTok or whatever, like it's, it's back, you know, it's, it's made its thing. You got like the Midwestern emo, uh, templates that people use on social media and stuff. And, uh, it's, it's very much alive. Yeah. I guess post COVID we're all having a hard time. When I was in middle school, again, it seemed like every kid under the sun was in one of three bands, or in most cases, all of them. There was mm-hmm. this is the the Trinity, the Triumvirate. I'm never going to forget these these band names. You got the Fallout Boy, you got Panic at the Disco, and you got My Chemical Romance. I would argue that only one of those bands is actually an emo band. Well, that's what I got into doing the little research I, I did was... You know, these were the three big names in my mind, but apparently they don't even really count as emo or there's an argument. Yeah. Maybe only their first two albums were, and really the, sure. the emo is uh, the Midwest in the 90s or Screamo. So I, you know. Screamo, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, my, my least favorite Muppet. Oh, uh, that Mark's brother did not make the cut. Yeah, he was right behind Gummo. Yeah, I think My Chemical Romance, I would say, definitely fits in that world. And they are a band that. I mean, maybe I'll feel totally differently because it seems like you're going to play them. But maybe I think that they maybe transcend 
the genre. I'm not like a huge My Chemical Romance fan. I never was a huge fan, but I feel like there's... I see you wearing their t-shirts. Except for the, all the merch I have. But I, I feel like there's, they had songs. Like they had actual songwriting. It wasn't just like the sound of the genre. As like mm. with, with any genre, there's so many bands that just like adopt a sound, but there's not, there's no songwriting there. With them, they, they always had songs. Huh. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I know nothing. I don't know what any of these bands sound like. So, but can we call what we're doing today? Because I do want to explore this this trinity of mid two thousands. They had seemed like the cultural epicenter of two thousand six was these three bands. Uh, can I can I call this a, an emo retrospective, or what have I gotten us tangled into here? You're going to get us tangled into some really rough stuff. I mean, there are people who already will have trouble with this premise because it's so um, yeah, like pe- people get really really into it. Uh, as like with any like deep genre, so I think that we have, probably have already given people a lot of heartburn with mm. this. But you got to do what you got to do, you know. Like it's you you don't know much about it. I should know more about it, but was trying to be. You sh- should you? I was trying to be like willfully ignorant of it. Like I was really trying to set myself apart. I think in high school and be like, I'm not going to listen to this at all. I probably would have gotten more into it because like you know in high school you just kind of listen to a lot more of what other people are digging but i made it a point to like not (laughs) listen to it so uh yeah well i have just been eternally curious about these three bands these these album covers just burn into my brain and i Mm -hmm. never heard the music i'm probably not gonna like it but you know hell i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out with you maybe we'll see which which band comes out strongest uh you you seem favorable towards mcr i could i could give you (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there are emo songs that I remember as being better than others. Like I have in my brain songs that I think are like you could definitely like the bands like Thursday, Taking Back Sunday, Saves the Day, Wednesday, Wednesday on a Friday, Friday on a Friday. Brand new. I brought about them before. Well, so maybe uh, what we'll do, we'll, we'll we'll cover this Trinity first, and then we'll see how it compares to the real shit. You'll tell me what the real emo is, and we'll pick one of those songs. I'm not saying that that's real, but that's what I am aware okay. of. Okay, I'm going to cover myself here. There's a lot of Long Island friends I have, so I'm going to upset anybody. Here. Now, the, the I have this idea that all my fellow middle school cohorts, once they got out of middle school or high school, whatever, like they left these bands behind. Like I, I don't know how much. This music has has stuck with people as they've gone into their twenties and thirties. But is is this still? Are the oh, are people are still so into this shit. Still there. It oh, is man. so. It's it's really ingrained. I, I don't. But that's just like that's my generation, and I feel like it's probably it's the same way for every generation, right? Like you know, the boomers they're they're still listening to. But aren't people embarrassed about? the the fashion choices they used to make and that kind of thing like aren't they isn't there this guy, oh we all are, went through our emo phase and we're trying to distance ourselves from it now they might not still be I've not seen people still dressing like that <laughs> but certainly they're they're still going to the, the shows the music has endured yeah okay yeah I get that feeling well let's dive in I think we should start with Fallout Boy I feel like this band even though I've never heard their music, I feel like it just represents the mid late two thousands. Like Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy. I, I just heard the name all the time. <laughs> People love to either uh, shit on them or idolize them. I want. I want to find out what's going on here. Yeah, I, I feel like they weren't like dark enough to be considered emo. But I mean, maybe I, they are for sure within the orbit of what emo can be called. I just when I was growing up, I never considered them like really part of it. But they're certainly hugely popular and you could not escape their songs. Like the sugar, we're going down swinging song like that is, Oh goodness. That's what we're going to listen to. Oh, good. I'm really happy about that. You've never heard it before. I have not. I'm glad you said the song title. So I don't have to It's just cringe hearing those words coming out of my mouth. You know, what's good about this song is it'll give you an idea of like, what is like dead center with this genre. Right. Like, this is kind of vaguely what it sounds like, I think, vocally more than anything else. Mm. I think the instrumentation can be, like, probably much heavier than than Fallout Boy, but vocally, it's like that. Okay. There's this style that is really, really kind of grating that always drove me away. Uh, but maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Maybe, oh, am I emo? I still, I don't know what the term means even. Emotional? All emotional. music is emotional. 
So what what are we talking about? It's it's. it's I, we'll we'll thing, get into right? it. We, we got let's let's hear our uh, our our starting point and go from there. Yeah, can't wait. Let me pop in my lip ring. So far, it's just punk, pop punk. There's a lot of commonality with pop punk, but but that's because we're listening to, like you know, this is the most mainstream it could get. Sure, sure. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. The mutton chops. That's not a bad hook there. It's pretty hard to understand the words. I definitely like this better than new metal so far. Okay. They're sort of in the same world. That's not a bad hook. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but they still, they all sort of have, there's a lot of bands that have that vocal inflection Mm. where it's just this adopted style where, you know, everyone kind of has the same voice suddenly. And that's what the girl swooned over? I don't know. I don't know. There were other bands, I think, that were sounded different than this, but uh, this is not a bad place to start. But I do think you'd get people saying, like, this is not real emo. This is, like, sort of very you know, mainstream, middle-of-the-road kind of adoption of that sound that's closer to pop punk. Yeah, I, I can't say I disliked anything besides the vocals and uh, visual aesthetic aside. Uh, okay, now imagine that you've heard it. 180 times over the course of three months. Yeah, probably wouldn't stand up to that challenge as much as I as a tiger <laughs> or lowrider. Yeah, yes. Oh, that I agree wholeheartedly with that assessment. Huh. All right. So it's not bad so far. Well, that's not all the hate they got. That mu- must have just been because they were so popular, right? Couldn't escape them. Uh, uh, sure. That's or do they have like hot garbage too? Or what, what's the deal with them? I think that's part of it. No, I mean, their music kind of sounds like that. Yeah. I don't think that it's, it's like wildly offensive or anything. You know, it's just, I think it was really jammed down our throats during that time. So I, I do have a hard time listening to it just because it was, it was everywhere. Hmm. And also it's not really f- for me, that style. You're more of a, a Nimrod, a Green Day guy. Yeah. It, it, the thing about, I, that I always disliked about the genre was like the way it was recorded too Mm. because it's just like a mush and it seemed like that was the goal it's like all right let's make a mush it's the peak of the loudness wars yeah sure and but it was like you know okay so listen to green day like you can hear their three instruments playing (laughs) you know like you hear what they're doing you hear the parts right this is just like you know like it's, it's just a wall of mush with those vocals over the top and that's the clearest thing it's like all right well this is this is doing pretty okay so far. I'm not getting nauseous like when we had to play that great George Harrison cover by whatever band that was doing the new metal rendition <laughs> of that. while my guitar gently weeps. That was look at you all. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. So that was uh, Fallout Boy uh, from yes. the album From Under the Cork Tree. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go to a little My Chemical Romance then, shall we? Yeah, I, they, I remember. They were the can biggest you, boys in town during this time. They were big. Can you play? Um, well, what song were you gonna play? I was gonna play "Welcome to the Black Parade." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Play that song. I remember the the skeleton with the marching hat. It, it seemed like there was a like Tim Burton had left a hole. There's a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas floating around this genre. Tim Burton yeah. left a hole. That sort of like, ooh, it's spooky and edgy, but it's still safe imagery that just emo came in or whatever this version of emo is came in and made bank so thomas let me tell you a little story oh, yeah? about a store called hot <laughs> yep, topic hot topic i don't know if you've ever heard of it but at this time there was a point where hot topic was like <laughs> like vaguely 
a cool spot like for seeing kids to hang yeah, out. The scene was the mall. I mean, where else were you going to go when you're 15? Sure. And you could, and they had like, they did have cool stuff back then. They had like, you know, David Bowie shirts and like things that you just could not get in other stores. And this is like, obviously pre like availability on the internet to find a lot of cool stuff easily. So yeah, people used to hang out at the Hot Topic and a lot of those people kind of graduated into this genre and then the stores themselves kind of moved along with it. And then it kind of became a joke. Like if you're at Hot Topic, you're listening to this music. Well, let's see how it's held up after all these years. Welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah, this, I remember this album being a big effing deal with mm. my classmates. It's huge. Uh, we'll, we'll check out the music video here. Flaming Lips orchestration here. The beaten and the damned. The He said, Will you defeat them? You demons and all the non believers. This voice just kind of sounds like Jack White. A little. Because one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the black. There's a lot more musicality than I was expecting. Yeah. You're kind of rocking out to this. Oh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. This is not bad. And then as it goes to this next part. Oh, whatever. You do what you gotta do. Sell those Hot Topic t-shirts. Yeah, still not, still not terrible. And I, I'm not nauseous at all. That's a lot stronger than most of what is considered <laughs> okay. emo. I like. I feel like that is like almost like a, a transcendent peak of the genre. Like it's kind of not fair. It's like saying like you know who's really good in like '60s pop is like um, the Beatles. Yeah, Revol- it's Revolver. It's this album called Revolver. Like it's it's not Crimson and Clover. Right. Although I do love that song, of course but you. like you know, this is this is really um, this is high end. This is like a classy, the high version watermark. of the genre. I have some other songs I think you might enjoy wow. too. I would also say people sometimes consider like Weezer's Pinkerton as as emo, uh, I, or like I, the I early heard that too, yeah. mutterings of emo, and and I, and I think that makes sense. Huh. I still don't. So what is emo? I still don't get it. Like <laughs> when did, uh, con, con, confessional lyrics and kind of like the really overwrought vocal <laughs> stylings you know kind of belting it's mostly about relationships but can also be about other stuff like just pain really down mm. lyrics mostly yeah it's like this confessional style and it doesn't have to be dashboard electric. confessional well right i mean dashboard confessional like they were yeah they were totally emo and that was like a lot of acoustic stuff when that dude started yeah, talk about people swooning. I mean, people love that that dude. Maybe, you know, because to, f- to finish off the Trinity here, I was going to take a look at Panic at the Disco, but apparently they're just, they're, people say they were barely emo in the first place and totally ended up doing other stuff and just kind of rode the coattails of Fall Out Boy at the beginning. So maybe we skip them. Maybe we go to the real emo. Let's go to some real Long Island emo. Long Island Let's, emo. let's look at, uh, bring up uh, Taking Back Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, what's what's the best make song damn to play? sure I'm not even fan. I was I literally was gonna check out make <sighs> damn sure as my authentic emo example but it seems like I'm talking to an expert here maybe do an earlier song of theirs uh, let's listen to 
let's listen to uh, "Cute Without the E" because oh, I feel I like this that. is like mm, like now we're getting like real into the meat of oh, this boy. genre. Two thousand two. This is before my time. Yeah, this is this is really this is I think like what we're what we're really trying to get to the heart of the matter. Okay, I'm scared to click. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what this sounds like because I haven't heard it in a long time. Well, good for uh, My Chemical Romance. Uh, besides the melodramatic yeah. name there, they up. yeah, there's some some content. That's that dude's got a great voice too. If you're gonna reach the masses of miserable twelve year olds, that's that's not a bad way to do it. Sure. All right, but now we're going to Taking Back Sunday, uh, cute without the E in parentheses, cut from the team. It's a lot of information. Let's let's take back Sunday. Here we go. Your lipstick is colored up by the angel. I know exactly Uh. what goes on. Yes, it's (laughs) punk with more obnoxious vocals. That's. Well, I, it's, that's sort of boiling things, boiling things down. There's two of them. This is what I remember. This sound. <laughs> mouthing along all the lyrics. I remember all oh, Go this. for it. No, sing along. Don't hold back. There's a lot of... A big trend in this music was not being able to fit the number of words in your lyric really trying to cram within a particular measure. Yeah, like it, people were just always breathless trying to fit in lyrics. Yeah, I can picture the spiral-bound notebooks they wrote them into. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that wasn't as interesting to me as uh, my cam. You didn't like that one? Oh, you know, I was actually kind of starting to enjoy it towards the end of it. Yeah, it's you it's like, like you uh, like that punk stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I would not call this punk. I mean, like, I think when I think of punk, I'm, I'm thinking of like the Stooges or like sure, the Clash sure. or old head. You know, like something that has like yeah. That's I think of the genre in that w- way. I don't know. I guess if you want to like, maybe like Rancid or something like that and Green Day, like that kind of like 90s. Man, your eyes thing. are lighting up listing all these names. But <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is, this is very poppy. It's not offensive. Like, I don't hate it or anything. It's not like well, some of the I, new metal stuff we listened to where it was like, this is that, Those vocals could really grate on me after a while. More, more so than Fall Out Boy, I Sure. Think. I, I think I'm, I maybe have a higher tolerance. I was poisoned at a younger age, so I, my tolerance for this is, yeah. like, pretty high. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of some emo songs that are I, I would strongly consider emo that you might enjoy. Let, I, I don't think I'm going to like it. Just, I don't think I'm going to get past the vocal stylings. But gay, let's send things with like a solid, authentic emo song to, that you think is, is a good way to encapsulate oh, man, this. People are just going to rip oh, me yeah, There's no right answer. I'm not, I'm not yeah, the but, guy to give you. Do we do, go to Dashboard Confessional? <laughs> no, you're not going to like that. You're just not going to like it. Uh, let's, let's try a song that I think you probably won't like, but I kind of enjoy, or I did enjoy when I was... Uh, you teenager. loved it. it. was your favorite song. Yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite song, but I did enjoy it. It's a song called, um, it's by a band called Saves the Day. The song is called Freakish. And I do remember really enjoying this song at the time. The album is called Stay What You Are. Okay. There you go. What a message that is too. All right. But here we go. Freakish. This I'm doing this one for you. I, th- I think my experiment's already concluded. I've, 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 I've sussed things out now. You, but you think you're, you're just like, oh, it's, um, this, it's fine. This one's for you, Matt. I, I want you to just uh, get your jellies off here for a little while. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to like it still, but. As I'm my oh, slower than I thought it'd be. Sounds Beatlesy. I still like this, actually. Yeah, you do. Now that I'm, now that I'm hearing it. Mm-hmm. 
perfect air guitar. This is a well-written song. Yeah. Got the vocal harmonies. You got Muppets in the video. <laughs> Smoking puppets. Is this safe for kids, YouTube? <laughs> Yeah, I, I stand behind that song. Right. I, I think that's I think that song is still good. Good one to close on. All right, so music culture in the two thousands was not doing too bad after all, except for the really uh, obnoxious uh, vocals. Yeah, I wouldn't wow. look to that as uh, that genre though as representative of the peak of achievement of the early two thousands. But some interesting stuff going on. Huh? Yeah, I did go to a couple of scene. I went to actually a, a lot of scene shows. The scene. You know, like in, in like church basements and things like that, because I thought that was where people were. Where and they were the there. Scene. I want to be in the scene. Yeah. Where's the I was camera? flirting with the scene. Yeah. I didn't make it in the scene, but. Did you ever put on eyeliner? No, I didn't. It's never too late. But I, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For my Zoom meetings. Yeah. No, I, I used to wear some band t shirts. Yeah, I did. Until they all got holes in them. I had to throw them out. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Well, uh, experiment concluded. I'm going to say I'm pleasantly surprised. And okay. I'm definitely, yeah, next time somebody confesses their affection for emo or whatever the hell we're going to call this stuff that was going on in the 2000s or earlier, I'll be a little less judgmental. It's it's uh, nothing, to sh nothing to shake your fist at. Sure, yeah. I'll also say that there, <laughs> there was a. This is its own podcast. And I'm sure people have done podcasts on this. There was a really heated rivalry between that band, Taking Back Sunday, and this other band, Brand New. Brand New wanted Sunday. They something about somebody. They were dating someone. One of the front men was dating somebody. The other guy. I don't know. There was there was an issue between them, and uh, they used to like take shots at each other. And oh man, uh, yeah, it was really exciting to Blur be an oasis. A part of it. They were the blurred oasis. <laughs> Biggie so. and Tupac. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was heated. Yeah, it was really heated. Shit. Um, but anyway, I want to talk to you yeah. about a band. Oh, wait, so ask me what I'm listening to. What have you been listening to this week, Matt? Listen, my opinion. Okay, so I want to talk to you about a band. I don't know if you know them. I'm, I'm going to guess that you don't. And if you do, um, I guess we could just skip this whole conversation. But... <laughs> This is a band that would get pissed if you called them emo, and they are assuredly not emo. Uh, though I, you know, I think they came out at a similar time. I mean, they were really active, like starting in the early two thousands, and then they broke up in 2013, and now they're back together, and seemingly have a higher profile uh, than ever. Like they were on uh, Colbert and kind of just doing stuff that they were were not yet doing before. Or they would do sporadically before in terms of their their level of visibility. Uh, but it's a band called The Walkman. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, didn't they do, I think so, aren't they the guys that like replicated Harry Nelson's Pussycats like, <laughs> yes. verbatim, which I that's always going to seem weird to me. Uh, I mean, weird or amazing? It's That's too insider joke to me. I don't know, that, that weirds me out. But oh, I, I do know their that. song I'm... Angela uh, from Seven Psychopaths. Oh, their song was in a movie. Yeah. Angela, who's a grizzler? Yeah. Yeah. I know, only have a very cursory knowledge, but they seem like real rock guys in the, uh, in the 21st century. <laughs> They're some pretty cool fellas. I, I've seen this band back before they broke up because they broke up in 2013. They went on extended hiatus and then they came back, I think, this year. And now they're doing this like kind of victory lap tour, which is kind of incredible for a band like that because they always seemed like a band that was just shy of notoriety yeah. and stardom. You know, they, they had peers like The National and, and bands like that that somehow miraculously kind of uh, uh, broke out. I mean, the, the popularity of The National is just like right. amazing to me. I do really like that band, but um, 
it's it's nuts. I mean, the guitarist is producing Taylor Swift, and it's just like, how did how did this happen? <laughs> I've been told I look a lot like the lead singer, Matt Berninger. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like a young Matt Berninger. Yeah. Well, thank you. They're great. I do really like that band. I know they're somewhat polarizing because you know people say like, oh, this is really depressing, or but I, I yeah, they they have a bunch of classic records. But and this band I feel like has a bunch of classic records too. The Walkman. But they're not. Yeah, they're not talked about quite as much and. I want to play you some selections from them. I don't know what you're going to dig or not dig. Let's start with their most famous song and see how you feel about it. It's a song called The Rat. The Rat. Uh, It's off of their first record. And they're just like, they're just normal... Normal looking dudes. Dudes. I mean, they they sort of never Maybe that's why they didn't really break out into the Hot Topic world is... Because they, they're too unassuming. <laughs> they didn't make it to Hot Topic. No, I mean, they, yeah, they just always seemed like a bunch of musicians that were really enjoying playing together, and they didn't really have an image beyond like we love to play music together. And but I think for people yeah. who, yeah, yeah, uh, that's probably why they like the guy. But they, yeah, they they did that um, that Pussycats like note by note cover. Uh, they used to have a studio, I believe it was it's in- like that remake of Psycho. <laughs> It's exactly like that. It is exactly like that. Um, except I enjoy this more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hamilton Lighthouser, the lead singer, this guy's voice can peel the paint off walls. I mean, he can scream. He can sing melodically. He can do both at the same time. It's amazing. They're, they're all great at their instruments. Like, they're all... Uh, Matt Barrick, the drummer, is just phenomenal. They play fast. That's yes. If Angela is any indication. Yeah, and we'll see if you like this song. This is this is one of their uh, more rockin' tunes. All right, Walkman, The Rat. All right, well, we are just in a 2000s zone today, aren't we? We're here. Yeah, this was 2004. Yeah, this is coming out of like the, the embers of, I guess emo is still doing its thing very much so at this point. Again, I very, very small awareness or knowledge of these guys, but they seem to me like almost rock traditionalists. There's an element of that. Like I, they just want to bring back like the idea of rocking out. They, there's an element of that. I think it's more like, because um, it's, it's, it's a strange intersection that they sit at. You know, I've heard people tell me, or I've tried to show this band to people before, and they they would say like, oh, this is sort of like, yeah, it's alternative, or like it's kind of difficult to categorize the easiest thing you could say yeah straight ahead rock but there's something way more interesting to it than just straight ahead rock like it has that sort of indie touch to it where there's something ramshackle that's going on it's recorded in a really interesting way favorite word yeah uh yeah it's it uh it seems messy but intentionally messy. They are they're left of center. This is not like uh like the vines or something like like this is left of center music I feel Well, let's check it out. I've never heard this tune, uh, The Rat by The Walkman. I'm like primed for emo vocals to come in now. Octopus on the drum kit here. Oh yeah, tastes like animal. emotive uh yeah they're not fucking around you know they're forgive the expression balls to the walls yeah 
if I may be so bold. Uh, yeah, that's an adrenaline rush, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, and they, they have they have a lot of different kinds of songs. I want to play you one. I'm going to take it down a little bit. All right. Uh, I'm going to play you a song. How would that one do in a gym playlist, by the way? Oh, it would crush it. Crush it. That's right in my wheelhouse of gym music. Come on. You're going to listen to that and not get pumped up? I'm going to play you a song called um, Canadian Girl. This is from an album they have called You and Me, which might be my favorite record of theirs. It's one Mm. of my favorites of theirs. They they have a a bunch of excellent records. They they don't have any bad albums. You know, it's just sort of different levels of good. She was a Canadian girl. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's just the cover of that song. Yeah, this is a different a different kind of element of their sound to see if you like it. You are the morning. Ooh, I do like this side of them more. Yeah. Textures are cool. Very retro about this sound. Yeah. I th- they just, their recording technique is excellent. They had a studio, I think it was in Harlem for many years. That's where they recorded the Pussycats cover. sounds like they're in a room together you know sounds like a modern sort of punk adjacent band like going back to like one of those sound stages in the 50s where frank sinatra would record yes yeah let's listen to this bridge i feel like you really like this bridge good at apexes like they create these apexes in the music great builds it's it's like a velvet underground recorded for mgm (laughs) (laughs) sounds like they didn't rehearse this a ton either they didn't labor over it for too long no that's what's and that's it's funny that you bring that up because they so they just played Colbert and there's this funny thing on their social media. They're one of the few bands I follow on social media and like actually read what they're doing. They were there was this whole jokey thing of like we're not going to practice. Like we haven't played together in so long. <laughs> we're going to play Colbert and not practice. We're going to oh, play the God. rap and we've we played that song a million times. So like let's see what it sounds like. And then they did. Like, they went and they played it. And, like, you could kind of tell that they didn't practice it, but it sounded great. They nailed it? Yeah, they did great. I mean, that's kind of what they do is, like, you know, they seem like one of those bands. It's, like, there's the Steely Dan route of you play the song six million times. And you're not really even a band either. You're just a couple of directors a sitting of, in your yeah. chair barking at people, shuffling two, in and out. Two nerds yelling at you from the other room. Yeah. Um, but then they have this where it's – I do think they would – like woodshed the songs a lot. I do think that they practiced in the sense that they like wrote it and brought it to fruition over time and did it like, you know, working eye to eye, everybody playing in one room. But when it came time to record or play, it always seemed like it was just um, authentically coming out of them and it didn't seem rehearsed. And there would be screw ups in the music, but it was like, uh, it's just fine. It just added to the, to the vibe of it. And it's really important, I think, certainly for me, who is somebody who does put a lot of OCD into music and recording, no. like to see them play live. 
And to hear the recordings and be like, well, that's a, a perfect to me, but I know that obviously it could be quote unquote better or whatever if they record it differently or rehearse it differently, but it's just the way it should be. Let me play you one more tune. Uh, geez, I don't know what to end on here because I really, pressure. I like so many of their songs. Oh, I really like this song. It's called Blue Is Your Blood. Blue uh, is your blood. Blue as your blood. Blue as your blood. As your blood. It's from a, an album called Lisbon. Uh, and I first heard this record uh, around the time of a snowstorm. This was like in 2010, I think, 2010, 2011, like around the time there was like a really rough snowstorm in New York. You couldn't go anywhere. My car at the time was like fully buried. And I put on this record and I just have like a really, really fond memory of just not having to be anywhere, not being able to go anywhere oh, and just isn't thoroughly that the life? digging into this record and being like, yep, I love that whole album. And it's one of those beautiful pairings of experience and sound. And then for dessert, you put on Scott Walker's The Drift. Then I put on The Drift and uh, had to hide uh, in, in my bathtub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my bathtub the whole night. Blue As Your Blood by The Walkman. All right. This is one of the finest records of, of a really great year for indie music. They're so good at kind of like lulling you to sleep with a great melody, great instrumentation, and then they just like blow it open Explode. at some point. Yeah. Emily think of the Walkman? I haven't I haven't played it to her too much. Not sure why. I think she'd like it. I like that string arrangement in the background there. Listen to this part. This is great. This is great. Yeah, I mean, this is like music you can make when you've played a ton of shows. You're so uh, adept at working with the person next to you, you know? Like, it's not like they're wildly improving. Right. They're not. Like, they're playing a song, but they are very obviously feeding off of one another. And the songs speed up and slow down, and it's just like... The fact that this was running and going on throughout the 2000s and the indie explosion and it's just this band doing its thing and, and playing this ramshackle um, uh, music that was full of heart is just like, was amazing to me at the time. And I saw them live as, as many times as I could. 
And I, I do want to see them again now that they're uh, reformed and so happy for them that people are like, we missed you. Because I, I think that they needed to to hear that. It felt like they were under the, the radar for a while. Yeah, and they were. But they, really, they weren't that far under the radar. Like, they were, you know, beloved by a, a group of people. But uh, in terms of sustaining your life, um, you know, they, they were going at it for a long time. And mm-hmm. I, it didn't seem like they had they had jobs outside of that. And it was sort of in that nether region of, like, well, you can't actually hold down a job because they're too popular, but not popular enough to, yeah, like, that's... you know, really... <laughs> Not a great spot to be stuck no, in. No, they were in a really weird nether region. I, I understand why they did what they did. Some of these songs are more downbeat. I kind of don't know what to expect uh, one tune to the next. But when they're rocking, <laughs> when it's a faster number, that seems like it really takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Boy, to keep that up, yeah. Yeah. They they go hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. Isn't that nice after all these weeks of screaming and yelling at each other? Uh, you know, John Preen this, Stewie Dan that. We we came together today. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we actually diverge as much as uh, we think we do on Steely Dan. I feel like we're, with the exception of maybe that one record, I feel like we're, we know mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. up. <laughs> well, uh, I feel I feel good. I feel nourished today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go out and check some some of the Walkman's discography. Please do. Uh, if you, there, listener, enjoyed this episode today of Losing My Opinion, go ahead and subscribe uh, so you never miss a future episode. Leave us a rating or a review. Uh, we'll take any feedback you got. Love to hear from you. You, you guys f- suck. You suck. You guys suck. Uh, you don't. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Seriously. Uh, you can follow Losing My Opinion on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Losing My Opinion. And uh, you know what, chicken butt, uh, I think we can be a little more flexible with the term emo. I think emo hey, all right. casts a wider net than you might think. And I could be wrong now. But I don't think so. Yeah, no, you're not wrong or right. I, I think there's, there's so much of the emo world likes to argue about that. And it's like, they enjoy it. I think they enjoy having these arguments and telling people they're wrong. So... You're not, you're not pissing anybody off, really. Good to know. Oh, and I'll say, uh, so, so long, suckers. So long, suckers. <laughs> That's right.